0: Have you ever felt so lost in your life that your soul feels so empty? Feeling the need to find that purpose and healing? Holy Crave Podcast is for anyone who is starting their journey through self-love, or anyone who is embarking holistic healing, women who need empowerment, women who don't have a voice, women who want to jumpstart their journey in reaching their higher self. In each episode, I share bits, sides of my story of how I overcame an autoimmune disease and lessons I've learned in my life. We'll talk about how I had to unlearn old thought patterns that's not serving me anymore, fears I had to acknowledge and overcome one by one, recognizing my ego's self-limiting beliefs about my full potential, and having my mentors along the way who have helped me shift that mindset to tuned in tapped in and turned on to my most authentic self. Hi everyone, welcome back to Holy Grace Podcast, your daily dose of healing. I am so happy that you're here today because if you have listened to episode 4, which is about crystal healing and how it works, then you will have an idea who's my guest today. She's an amazing mother and also an entrepreneur, Pinayi who co-owns the Fuel for Happiness, a crystal shop in the Bay. And she just launched her new jewelry crystal necklace line. I am so grateful to have her here again, for in this episode, we bear their souls about the resilience of being a Filipino immigrant, the taboos about self-healing, our roots from her Filipino lineage, the cultural barriers that she has to endure in order to create harmony within her family and her relationships. We brought it all on the table to shed some light in those thriving points of our lives. That at some point, you may have to lose your identity. But there's hope if you open your hearts to heal. So let's all welcome Kim Tusing. And hi, everyone. Um, My name is Kim.
1: I am the owner of Feel Your Happiness, which is a Bay Area crystal business that I own with my cousin, Patricia.
2: I am so happy for your newly launched product, by the way. Congratulations for that. Yes, I started a jewelry business called Feel Your
1: Happiness Jewelry. I just want to keep the Feel Your Happiness going. And so it is metal hand-stamped necklaces with moonstone beads on it for our inner goddess feminine energy <laughs>
2: yes if you guys haven't yet check her website out because i just got mine Yay! <laughs> thank you so much um in today's conversations had a little topic about it from our previous episodes so i want to yes. dive deeper mm-hmm. into it and talking about filipino traumas or how has it been for you as a filipino american growing up out here in the u.s what is the biggest takeaway or what is your biggest lesson that you learned from it
1: yes so i moved here i was born in the philippines i moved here when i was four years old so right before i started kindergarten i don't remember much but i know i spoke no english and i know that was hard because i had family out here And that was kind of hard for me to understand that they were my family because we didn't speak the same language. That was hard. And I just remember growing up, like I felt like I was... Like the black sheep of the family like i didn't belong um like my skin was darker than all my cousins of my family and i was made fun of for my dark skin mm-hmm. from that growing up i just believed that my skin was not beautiful so i like didn't want to tan i didn't want to like yeah. go outside and i mean to them they thought it was a joke but for me like i really took it personal from there i think i just didn't know who i was for a very very long time But yeah, I think now, like, just surrounding myself with more Filipinos and understanding that my skin is beautiful and all
2: that has helped me find my identity. Yes, I totally get that. I grew up also skin, but I felt indifferent. Like, I felt an outcast, like, amongst the people that I grew up with, especially in the Philippines, where light skin, the lighter your skin is, the beautiful you are, the richer you look. And then... When I came out here as well, going back to what you said, you don't know how to speak English then. I already knew how, a little bit of it, but I was made fun of with my accent, mm-hmm. which was I felt offended. Mm-hmm. I took it personal as well. And that was like a little struggle for me. Right. Transitioning from how can I be accepted out here in the U.S. without being made fun of from who I am mm-hmm. being a Filipina. Going back from what you said about not learning your own language as a Filipina, how was that for you? Like growing up, was it different? Was it difficult to connect with different
1: Filipinos? I just had to learn English right away because I was prepping for school. Um, And I just remember like, Oh my gosh, I don't want anyone to know that I speak Tagalog. And so I was like, I can't have any like Filipino accents. And so from there I completely lost the language. I can speak a little bit of like, a word or two, but I can't really speak sentences anymore. And I didn't think anything of it because I was like, okay, I, I want to forget the language up until like middle school, high school. And now, um, just being older, I, I'm a little sad <laughs> and disappointed yeah. because when I do meet other Filipinos, they ask me if I speak Tagalog and I say no. And that like, mm. is really sad for me because it's like, mm. man, like that was something that just,
2: that I was born with and now I don't have it. That was really hard. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I just remembered now you just reminded me of my cousin who grew up out here when they immigrated here when she was, I think three or four years old. And the school was telling um, my auntie that she shouldn't be learning two different languages because she's so confused. So in order for her to Mm -hmm. adjust and be able to learn in school well, they have to t- they have to stop talking to her in our language. So that was right. sad. But one thing that I love about my cousin is that they're still connecting with our culture nowadays. She's 24 or 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah and, mm-hmm. and they're so proud being a Filipina. Yes. their brown skin representing all the time and right I-, I feel like even though they don't know our language, they still live up to it being a Filipino so yes
1: yes yeah that
2: was like recently
1: maybe this past few months I've been telling everyone like no please speak to me in Tagalog like Mm. I really want to just get back to my my roots and like I've been buying plants from this girl that I found locally Mm. and she asked me if I was Filipino and if I spoke Tagalog and I said no but I (laughs) told her like please speak to me in Tagalog and now she just texts me full-on paragraphs in Tagalog and I understand it so I'm like yay (laughs) Oh yeah.
2: my god. Yeah, um find it comforting like, knowing when someone who grew up here knows our language still, because I feel like they're still preserving that culture. So, how right. are you able to preserve your culture from growing up being, and being able to accept that without people's judgment of you? Like, I know it was hard in the beginning. You told me that you were made fun of your accent or just knowing our language so how is that for you now now that you embody yeah. filipina and an entrepreneur and nice so it's yes like, how is that for you?
1: it's very interesting so the way that i just started digging deeper into my roots was actually dating uh, my fiance now tj and him being um mixed black and white like i feel like i dug deeper into educating myself as a filipina because of that like I had to like kind of hold it down for my Filipinas you know (laughs) but uh, no most importantly like he was asking questions about my culture like learning wanting to learn about my culture which was very interesting because I feel like this my whole life I've been hiding my culture yes and so it was very interesting and like growing up you know in Filipino cultures you uh, your family wants you to date Filipinos to keep yeah. it going. Um, yeah. And for me, I just wanted to seek outside, I guess. like, And so, yeah, so I met TJ and yeah, now we have a, a kid. He's five months old. Mm. And I think this past year, I've been really, really looking into my culture. And now I realize that I don't know anything. Mm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I do know stuff, but it's like not um, enough for me to, teach my kid like i i don't know so i feel like now i'm going backwards to like okay like how was i as a child and like bringing that back into my child to learn to have him learn and educate him on being a filipino out here in
2: the u.s because that's really hard i agree i feel like having an interracial relationship knowing your own culture is really important. So you could just pass on to your generation who you are as a person. It's part of your identity. The fact that I feel like us immigrants coming out here, we have to like fit in so badly that we tend to forget who we are
1: Yeah, as a
2: Filipino. And I felt that with my other friends that I met out here, that they're shy Mm -hmm. about our culture. They're shy. That's that's why I feel like they're not being true to themselves or to their cultures because we are trying to fit in in this new environment. Don't you agree?
1: Yes, yes. And like, I think I mentioned this to you before, but I was reading an article and it said that Filipino Americans are one of the highest um, depressed people. And I think it's because like we came out here to the U.S. and we had to basically just be strong and not show our weaknesses. And I think for that, like our mental health wasn't as strong and talking about our emotions was a taboo because we had to fit in. We had to be strong.
2: Um, Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Like from you mentioning that, I just had an interview. I don't know if you've listened to my latest episode. She's a trauma expert Mm -hmm. and she explained why we are or there's so much taboo about being emotional or trying to show our emotions is because of the war. And I feel like it's it's also related to us Filipinas being colonized for so many years or centuries. During those wars, Mm -hmm. she said that the reason why people project that we have to be strong in order to survive is because of that survival instinct. Mm
1: -hmm. If
2: we show too much emotions and feel our emotions at that time, then we will snap we won't be able to survive that calamity or that crisis at that moment so now that was like passed on to the generation to generation and now like i feel like that's why like us filipinos are depressed because we don't know how to like express those emotions and release them and and it's because we we are always in that like survival we have to like you know work hard here and do
1: that Yes, and, and fit in into fit to in all the in. Americans.
2: Yes, exactly. Like we're minorities, and I totally get that. That's why I feel like the sense of of belongingness in our culture. I feel like that would keep us strong. That's what I wanted yes. for every Filipino out here, because I noticed that people are shying away from our culture, and 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 it's just they're always ashamed of who we are. But right. right now, like you, I, I remember you mentioned to me, your family is in line of healers. Can you tell mm-hmm. us more about that? Like, Yes. Oh, Okay. So growing,
1: well, not grown up, but like a few years ago when I started my crystal business, well, way before that, when I started crystal healing, um, I didn't tell any of my family because I, again, like was just the outsider and I just didn't yeah. want to be weird (laughs) yeah um and so I never shared um, my love for crystals until maybe four or five years ago when my cousin Patricia asked me to get her a citrine (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um from there like I started being more open on sharing crystals what they are and my family saw it as witchcraft and I was like oh my gosh like I love this like why are you talking so bad about it like I love yeah and so for me like I took a a step back and was like, that's so weird that people think that self healing was weird, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so from there, I was doing crystal healing, meditation, just a lot of self healing. And I took my first Reiki course. Mm-hmm. So I took the first course and I shared it with my parents. And my dad was like, Oh, like, did you know like you're his grandma? um did a similar thing. I don't remember what it's called in the Philippines, but she he called her like a a mountain woman. So she would go to the mountain, pick herbs, and basically do healing. Um doing doing Reiki. And I was like, what? Like so that just made me like more proud of who I was and where I came from and made me more eager to learn about um, just my ancestors, just different generations, because of course, like we came from somewhere. So I want to learn about all that.
2: Yeah. Speaking of that, was it your grandma? Yeah, yes. Uh, so, grandma. So my mom, my dad's grandma. So uh, my mom's family is from Pangasinan. So I remember this when I think I was I don't know what happened, but it's it's when you greet someone and then they, you get sick all of a sudden. So my mom called this herb Lario. So she oh. called that like, They would like light a candle and then like drop the, I don't know, in a water. I, th- I think I was 12 years old back then. And then wow. they would like bathe me with guava leaves boiled in the water. And then they would bathe me with that. And then like tap me with all of those herbs around my body. And, wow. and now you just reminded me of how we call them Earl Bolarios. That is so true. That self healing. There's so much taboos about it. With me as well. That's why, like, I feel like raising awareness about this and how we can show people that it is okay, and this is not witchcraft. But this right. is this is the tools that we can that we can use for us to you know, heal from our deepest and root traumas, family traumas, or however it is that we've been through that we're overlooking. Yeah. And
1: I feel like the whole, the term witchcraft, like seeing things as a negative way was way to kind of shy away from our culture. Because if you go back to the Philippines, like, I think like it, it's crazy how aligned they are more than I thought, like with my whole spirituality. But like, I think it's, uh, someone was telling me there was a tribe in um, Ilocos,
2: mm-hmm. and so there was a
1: tribe, and they were a very powerful tribe, and they, people wanted to kind of like get into their tribe and learn about what they were doing because they were just very powerful, like kind of like the whole law of attraction and um, all that stuff. And wow, from there, yes. So from there, people saw it as weird because like, you know, when you're like manifesting your dreams, people are like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So instead of like joining people, shied away and they were like, oh my gosh, like, that's witchcraft and i don't want to be part of that weirdness yeah. <laughs> but yeah. i don't know it's because like they wanted to just do what everyone else was doing mm-hmm. and i feel like that's not just in the filipino culture but like a lot of us just kind of do what the other person is doing in fear of being judged yeah i agree um yeah so i think that is huge cuz it's like for us like as filipinos like we are all healers Like, we Mm -hmm. all, like, come from, like, I mean, being on the island, too. Like, there's so many different um, healing tools that we've been born with that we forgot being out here.
2: How did you find law of attraction? And how has it transformed your life as a person, healing through your – I know you talk about this from our previous episode. You've been healing through your traumas. Can you tell us more about that? How How were you able to integrate that with your healing journey?
1: Yeah, so for me, like, so TJ was very into the law of attraction in the beginning of our relationship. And I, again, thought it was weird, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that's just how I was raised. And so I was like, what, like, you can manifest your reality by just speaking your truth. That's weird. (laughs) And so because growing up, like I was supposed to go to college, I was supposed to be a nurse, I was supposed to Mm -hmm. do all this stuff. And but I knew like, that's just not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that I was, that was a point where I realized that I did, had no idea who I was because of all this identity loss that I faced by being a Filipino American. Yeah. Um, so from there, like I, TJ was like out of town, you know, when you're like man leaves you're just like oh my gosh who am I (laughs) that's like well what do I do like what do I do Mm -hmm. now um so from there I realized that like oh my gosh I have no idea who I am and this is not okay like and then so I dug deep into just bringing out bringing to light what affected me um Mm -hmm. and the biggest part was coming out here to America and not knowing who I was like speaking Tagalog wasn't highly praised over here and that's what I spoke you know and so everything that I naturally did I felt like I wasn't accepted and it, it had me grow up to be believe that like I just wasn't enough mm. and so yeah I was like seeking self-love just doing a lot of um, self-love self-healing and writing out things that I believed affected me uh being Filipino like we love music you know, yes. and we love like how it's like Filipinos love karaoke, you know? Oh, yeah. And yes, and mm-hmm. like working that, like pairing that with our spirituality, like sound healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love sound healing, singing, that's like our throat chakra, like speaking our truth. Mm-hmm. And so from here, I'm trying to pair like, what I love about being Filipino into my spirituality. And I feel like it's helping me so much because now I'm rooted, like literally rooted, like I'm rooting down and like grounding myself to who I really am. Um, And I feel like that has helped me a lot and understand about myself, but most importantly,
2: where I came from. Yeah. I commend you from not knowing who you are to loving and accepting who you are as is. And I feel like that is the biggest step in healing, which is forgiving who you were from the past and moving on with this open mind that I am ready to heal and accept who I am and who Mm -hmm. am I is all is. Yes. And I read that from the book by Gabriel Bernstein in a super attractor where first step for you to manifest the life that you wanted is to accept who you are as is. I love how you were, when you just started rooting from finding who you are, you became aligned with these people who needed to drive you to that path. I feel like you surrendered. I I felt like you surrendered and accepted that it doesn't matter if I become a nurse, but this is the path that I wanted and this is going to make me heal myself and you're going to move forward from there. I grew up as well, like just living in this perception of, my parents telling me, "Okay, you have to be a nurse, because like, we're healers, right? So being a nurse, yes, is that's to heal. what, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." So I totally get that, but I feel like not all of us could potentially or expand in that career path. But we can also do different things because there's infinite possibilities in this universe, right? Right, and right. That's what I learned from law of attraction. That's what I appreciate from of Attraction. Like you said, speaking your own truth. Mm -hmm. And I definitely did a lot of um, sound healing as well. I went to, like last year, I went to this Tori Flower Conservatory. Me too, me too. Yes! (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. My first experience was this. I was just laying down and then all of my unhealed wounds or just trauma came through. It was just like, there's this, until like, they're like 30 minutes, there was the gong and then oh the, the gong was yeah yes I felt like that literally brushed up and removed all of those like negative thoughts and all of those I felt like that was the biggest awareness that I've had so far of the things that I was putting underneath it was like an a hash on my head, yes. like a little hash it was the starting point yes the yes, so, starting point that's a good yes. one because
1: when I did mine I had no idea I was pregnant already Wow. yes and so because when I did that I knew like like you said a starting point like I knew something was different like it just shook something out of me mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a few weeks finding out I was pregnant because I, that was during the time I was just trying to dig deep into my identity like I knew that I had to like deal with this full force because I was raising a being yeah. um that uh because you know it's like it is a little sad that like obviously I love my kid and my, my fiance, but it's like them, him being multi-race, like that means my son only has 50% of Filipino while I had like 98%. Yeah. And so something that I really took heavily, like being pregnant was digging deep into that culture and making sure and understanding that my son and TJ know like what it is to be Filipino. And and I love it because TJ will say Mm -hmm. little words in Tagalog. Yeah. So he's been like saying little things as much as I feel like he speaks the same amount as I do um, (laughs) into our son, which is beautiful because, you know, like that was something that I just shied away from. And now I feel more empowered and welcomed into my own culture. And it's interesting because it's like, he's not Filipino, but I feel so welcomed. And so I'm definitely grateful for that.
2: Yeah. I love how open your partner is in everything that you do. That is so important to heal as well. I feel like having someone who will support you unconditionally, that is just one thing that I feel like everybody should have. Not only with your partner, your friends, surrounding yourself with the right people, with the right mindset as you are, will really help you propel in your journey. Other than sound healing, what was it for you? Or what are the other tools that you were able to use or do during your healing in your journey from your traumas that you've experienced as a Filipino American?
1: Yeah. So a a big one was just uh, Reiki, which is that energy healing. So Reiki is, it's energy healing um, and aligning your chakras. Uh, So you have a Reiki healer that places their hands on different areas of your body. So your chakras, and it brings out some truth some sadness some happiness some traumas and I feel like um, for me personally like when I first did it she shared with me that I held a lot of my anger in my liver Mm. and so you hold your anger in your liver in like Chinese medicine and from there I actually had like liver imbalance in my liver because at that time I couldn't drink because when I would drink my body couldn't detox it so I would I would be really sick for a very long time. And so from there, I dug deep, like, okay, what is sort of my liver? Anger. And where did my anger come from? Just growing up, not being accepted about being Filipino. <laughs> mm. um, that, that was sadness. But us, we couldn't show our weakness and be sad, yeah. right? So my sadness turned into anger. And I, yeah, so I was just really confused with all my emotions, but just bringing everything to light and now like having my cousin, Patricia, like help me learn more about our, our family Mm -hmm. um, and being a little bit more open with my family um, in general has helped me a lot in healing. So Reiki was a big, big, big tool that I use for just self-healing and honestly, just accepting myself for my emotions, my anger, my sadness, my happiness, like just being able to accept that and grow.
2: You like accept or transmuting that anger to love now or accepting who you are as a person. What was your biggest family trauma that you've overcome so far? And now being able to navigate or calibrate through that as authentically, living authentically as who you are, which you are doing right now. So what was that? What was that for you and how were you able to thrive from it?
1: Yeah. So the biggest part, right. I feel like this is everything combined into one, but Mm. like growing up, not liking my skin, like being made fun of, like they call, they used to call me negra Mm. um, because of my dark skin. And from there dating a, uh, multi-raced um, person which was not accepted at, at the time and being the first person to, to marry outside of the Asian culture. Dating TJ, again he's half black, half white. It was very I was very nervous to bring him home because, you know, even though he had a lighter skin, being dark skinned in my family was not approved. Like, it was just made fun of. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hope, like, people don't make fun of him, you know, because of who he is. And uh, from there, I was like, you know, like, I can't, I have to be strong for myself, for my partner, for my future. And so from there, like, we both dug deep, well, started educating ourselves on what it is to be Filipino, what it is to be Black, what it is to be white, empowering each other to understand our roots together because tj Mm. as well like wasn't comfortable being black and white he didn't know who he was either Mm. and so as um partners we both just did it together like we we just wanted to learn about it for each other and then for our, our next generation because it's like our son now like more than ever like i well i as a mom, like I do really want to be mindful and have him understand who he is as being Filipino, black or white, Mm -hmm. but also understanding the traumas that we faced and understanding that like those traumas can lead to him or cannot um, affect him, but having him learn where Mm -hmm. it all came from, you know, like.
2: I am proud of you. I'm proud of you starting to heal from, you know, generational traumas and not being a mom and just like, having to blend that in, in one family, like those mm-hmm. intercultural, I, I am so proud of you. Like, I Thank know you need to just share all the love that, you know, that you were, you were able to experience at that time, yes. at your right. childhood. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I like that you said that because I was just telling TJ the other day that like, I feel like I'm giving Zayden the love that I wish I would have had. Mm -hmm. And so accepting him for all he is at this moment and just um, supporting him throughout this whole journey as being multi-raced, you know? And I remember TJ and I, so we've been going out for 10 years, but me and him had Mm -hmm. an argument and I was like, you know what, you don't understand because you're not Filipino. Exactly. And then, Mm -hmm. so I was like, wait, like, and then I was just trying to source, like, what does that have to do with, being multi-raced or, or not being Mm -hmm. Filipino. But yeah, it is, it does get hard like dating outside of your race because you do have to kind of hold your ground because the other person doesn't understand. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's not that it's anything bad. And so like for TJ and I, like we try to just like talk in a clear headed mind and talk about why we don't understand each other or where it even came from because it's like, we're here. And this is why i I I love just our relationship is because like we're just trying to understand each other right and it's like we we've never really been able well for me personally I feel like I was never understood and so I'm very confused when someone wants to understand me (laughs) yeah I'm
2: so happy that you're embodying it not only you being a person but also with your family and you guys are working well with that and that's amazing because I feel like it's a constant it's a constant commitment to really understand what we are as a Philippine and also it's like with TJ's part. So
1: Right. And it's really hard. And it's like, like just finding your identity in general in this world and having pride in your culture is very hard. And I think like, Honestly, like what I'm so grateful for is like connecting with you, connecting with other Filipino Americans and sharing our experiences because like for me, this conversation is bringing me so much light. And making me feel more empowered to go out there and learn more about my culture. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah,
2: no, thank you so much as well. You know what? Like, I honestly feel like I connected with you for a purpose and that is to bring light in our community. And I really appreciate you for sharing these experiences because I myself too still working on to embody our culture out here because it's hard They think that we're being too, sensitive about our culture but we're in fact we're just highlighting what we are good at like we we're good in sense of belonging we're good at yeah. we are always the light of the party I feel yes. that like yes. Like, you know, having fun. And I feel like that's what being Filipino about. We're always yes. I think that was like one thing that they noticed about Filipinos. We smile regardless of how hard the situation is. And that's what I'm so proud to say that we are very resilient. We're very yes, resilient. Yes, that's what I was just
1: about to say. Yes.
2: Yes, we're very resilient regardless of how tough the situation is. But what are the things that you love about our culture?
1: Yes. I just love the fact that we really love our family. <laughs> yes, And yes. I, I take pride in that. And like, I want to make sure that I am giving that to my son and my family as well. And what I loved about it is that we've, no matter what we were going through, mm-hmm. um, my family always met up for dinner on Friday, Saturday, That's Sundays. Right. Like we yeah. like hung out so many like so much so many times during the week and that was like something that I took pride in because it's like not a lot of family can do that and not a lot of family can like put their things to the side and just sit down and have dinner together and that's what I love like we still eat together like on the table like we will sit there until everyone is done eating or we won't eat until all 30 of my family is there you know so it's like that's what I love and like just like opening the door and seeing your family come through and like everyone like welcoming Mm -hmm. you with open arms and like what I love too is like bringing like TJ like around and and them welcoming him with open arms like I I feel like that's like the Filipino culture always like welcoming everyone and making sure that everyone is fed making sure Mm -hmm. that you take home food for whoever is at home Mm -hmm. like that's what I love.
2: I love that like I also love how yeah family first all the time I feel like that's our motto with my family too sometimes like I feel guilty when I miss some um, gatherings, but yes. I feel like you know like you know what it's about my self-care and it's it's not a bad thing also what I love is that we're all like you said we're all welcoming we love each other like unconditionally regardless of how you know like other cultures they're once you're 18 you're out of the house and then you can you have to live on your own yes but I feel like with Filipino culture like we we tend to secure our children to mm-hmm. until they're safe to get out there so yes. like that's what I love as well which is also there's also pros and cons but I yes. appreciate that <laughs> yes um
1: because um, I definitely saw that as a con at first until I grew older, yeah. and I was like, wait, this is like that's incredible that they're able to be so open and loving to like mm-hmm. have a stay for however long we want. Yeah,
2: and and just like you know, whenever you're ready, you can go and just leave on your own whenever you're ready. But and there was yeah, no this, pressure, no pressure. Yeah, but right. there's also a cons with that. It's like your independence, your autonomy as yes. a person, so you still have to like blend in with the rules of the parents so you're yes. obligated to live up to their expectations still yes which also suppresses your identity and, and being a, yes. a person to fully live up to your potential I feel like that's right. the cons on that one but yes having a family close family ties that's the big major part of being a Filipino that I love and I also love that we love music like you yes. know we, we bond with singing and just like every gathering there's always karaoke yeah so it's just like that having that moment with a family as well and food of course food like culinary (laughs) oh my gosh we have the best food I feel like we have the best food like oh for sure we could infuse with different kinds of recipe from other culture but our food is just like there's a distinct taste Yes. If you know what I mean. So Yes. Yeah. Um, I also love I appreciate now that I realize how my mom raised me whenever every summer that she would send me to Pangasinan and she they have farm there. And then my auntie would bring me to a farm and we would harvest onions and then they, would, <gasps> wow. they taught me that they taught me how to like even plant some rice on a field. I was what, twelve? Wow. Twelve. So it was like I'm so dark skinned and then when I come back to the city, they'd be like, oh my gosh, why are you so dark? <laughs> I know. am <laughs> like, well, I had fun and that's where I learned my work ethics. Like I felt yes. like ha- Filipinas are hard workers. That's yes. That's what I love. Like we're very committed to our job and we overwork at times too, which oh, I, yes, for sure. I noticed. That. Yes, yes. But yes. what I learned about my self healing journey that it is okay to take a break, and it doesn't matter how much hours you work, but you're worthy of your own time. Like regardless yes. of how much, because I feel like people think that the more hours you work is the more worthy you are, or the more that makes a more, lot
1: of sense. Yeah,
2: because a but, lot of
1: like filipinos that come out here have two three jobs already
2: exactly the only part that i don't see in filipino culture is like having that self-care like your own Yes. like yes. i feel like it wasn't really taught to us clearly what is self-care yeah going back to
1: just being family-oriented like always seeing my family when I reached a point where I wasn't able to see my family as much, I was very lost because I was so dependent on them. And from there, um, I realized, yeah, I realized that like my family was everything, which is good, but it's Mm -hmm. also, like you said, also has a con, um, because I had no identity outside of my family. And so Mm -hmm. just kind of figuring out who I was. Right. And like thinking of, okay, like my family wanted me to become a nurse, but I don't want to be a nurse, but I do love healing. I do love caring for people. I do love taking care of people. And so that's when I opened up my crystal business. Mm. Um, and that's like, you know, like sharing the abundance of self-love, self-healing, which is nursing kind of, you know, and right. So like embodying that, nursing career into my own mm, career definition yeah <laughs> yes your own, own definition, definition. own yes. version mm-hmm. yes yes so that was really good and like even like starting to do reiki um within myself was nursing myself and yeah just kind of taking all the things that I thought was wrong with me and re-healing and fixing that to align more with my own self and my own spirituality, my own belief and what I want my life to be. That's great.
2: That's really great. Do you have any recommendation to Filipinos? Like, you know, what what are like books that you read, say, for example, that help you uh, in your healing journey? Yeah, personally,
1: um, I just love meeting Filipinos in general yes. and just talking about our struggles and our life experiences because I feel like that's what brings everything to light with me. I love the connection and I love connecting with people. So just meeting all Filipinos and trying to figure out like what we have in common and what we can do to help fix it. and. Yeah. So basically I just feel like just rooting everything is, you know, just rooting yourself into the ground to, to ground yourself. And I think rooting right now into my Filipino culture with other Filipinos so we can strive and grow stronger. Um, and so the next, like our next generation can stand with us stronger as Filipino Americans. Right. I love that
2: connection, rooting from your culture and just embodying who you are as a Filipino. Okay. Last question. I just want to know, like, what are your advice for everyone who feel like they're still lost with their own identity as a Filipino? And what are your biggest advice for them? How can they thrive? What you're doing right now, you're giving them a permission that they can do the same thing as what you're doing. That's what I love about you. And I just want to know, what is your advice for them so they can move forward without feeling lost and just know, know where to start? Yeah,
1: something that really helped me and it it's going to hurt is to make a list on things that you're not happy with within yourself, within your culture, um, bringing that to life and even just kind of manifesting, right? Like I wrote letters to my family members that I never gave to them, but I just wrote it and I burned it um, and it was, it was just a way for me to get my... Uh, my words out there, my voice. um, And that was the biggest thing for me was finding my voice, my truth into this world, into my family and like just rooting myself. But yeah, just doing that and understanding what causes your sadness, your trauma and striving from that because being Filipino is very empowering and, and it can be very beautiful. And As well as hard. And I think just building your Filipino tribe around you is very important as well. And it's like, for me, I'm very lucky to have uh, best friends that are Filipino. And of course, like my family and having um, my partner, like, Mm. accept me for being Filipino. So just surrounding yourself with love and they don't have to be Filipino, but just surrounding yourself with people that love you and that Mm. accept you for who you are genuinely and authentically is very important and releasing those toxic relationships where you don't feel welcome just yeah just releasing that and so you can be
2: you yes thank you so much for those advice and thank you so much for coming again and Uh, thank you my channel it's really great to talk to you about this because I feel like it's one of the things that every Filipino is struggling to accept which is to accept our culture and you know being be empowered by it but seeing you like living in your own truth which is also what I strive for I always want to speak my own truth and be authentic about who I am and not shy away yeah (laughs) for
1: any like Filipinos out there too that want to like talk to me feel free to like send me messages because i do want to dig deeper into the whole filipino culture and we can all just connect and strive together that sounds
2: great like actually that's a great idea to Mm -hmm. really form a community which everyone could like just speak up no judgment Uh and just open up that is so good okay everyone if whoever wants to connect with kim or i like yes. all us on Instagram, I will leave all the links on the description below. So thank you Yay. so much
0: for this time. Thank you. Thank you. So thank, you thank you guys for listening again. Thank you everyone for tuning in every week. I really appreciate you. I see you guys and I appreciate all of your rates and feedbacks and all of your DMS towards every episode that I publish. It means a lot to me. So I really appreciate it when you tag me in your story and tell me your aha moments or anything that resonates with you. I would love to hear from you, so please connect with us. Either Kim and I, every social media handles that you need to know is all in the description below. So see you guys again on next episode. Gratefully cray.